0: Hey, welcome to Faith Marketplace, where we equip individuals, entrepreneurs, small business owners with resources plus community to make a kingdom impact to glorify our mighty God while gaining inspiration from marketplace leaders. Hey, welcome again to another episode of Faith Marketplace, where we encourage, equip, and and inspire people to live out their faith by their walk at work. Imagine that, you know, bringing these two things together and, uh, We've been on now 11 and a half years. I can't believe it. We're approaching 800 interviews. They're all out there on the website. So go out and check out faithmarketplace.com where we have three different platforms you can pick from Google, iTunes and Spotify to, uh, you know, listen to any of these at any time from anywhere. But I'd like to introduce our special guest today, and that is Cassidy Novak she is both an author a speaker and quite a mom because i've gotten to know her and her her little her group of kids that she's got and her company is i can i have i will which is a book that she published but she's out there and and speaking with a lot of different groups and things like that welcome cassidy
1: hi thank you so much for having me it's an honor and a joy to be here
0: yeah. And, and just the, the fact to get to know you through a mutual group that we're in and everything like that, that's been awesome. And then just hearing your story. So, folks, uh, be encouraged here. You're going to get uh, a great story today, a great interview with Cassidy. Before we get into this whole thing, Cassidy, you shared with me a favorite verse, a quote or verse. Um, why don't you share with that with the audience and why was that important to you?
1: You know, I think Jeremiah 29, 11 has always been my go-to verse for, I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, declare the Lord, plans for peace, well-being, and not for disaster to give you future and a hope. Because I think whenever you face something crazy and your life takes an unexpected turn to know that you have hope for your future because he has ordered our days, that is so encouraging to me. And I think the best quote to describe um, my life is, you are not the dark you endured. You are the light that refuses to give up and surrender.
0: Oh, wow. I love that. You got to coin that. <laughs> that yes. is a good one. <laughs> um, you know, uh, as I always try to do with the audience, that what's the theme here? What do, they, what do you want them to take away out of our conversation today, uh, Cassidy?
1: Basically, that you can never control what happens to you. You can only control the way you respond and that no matter what comes your way, you can still choose to have a good day and you can still choose to be the best person you can possibly be in the way that you react and communicate with others.
0: Okay. Um, You had, you shared with me a couple of things here as far as, um, um, you know, greatest disappointments. You said something about that, but you turned that upside down. You turn that into something else. What, what was that?
1: Well, because I think we have this negative outlook on trials that we face um, and things that can come our way. But actually, the Bible talks about how he's refining us through the fire. Um, that he's pulling out all that dross. And basically, it's the cracks that we have in our character because whenever you face a crisis, that's going to reveal your cracks that you have. So I actually think that it's a blessing when we go through trials and tribulations because it's a growing process. It's actually working something out in our character and our integrity, even in our personalities. The Holy Spirit is perfecting things in our personalities to become the individual that he has created us to be. And we can't become that individual unless we go through some hard stuff and we learn to grow.
0: Yeah. And boy, have you been through the hard stuff. So I want (laughs) to give our audience, you know, the context of the book why you wrote the book and all that, but let's dive into your own personal testimony and some of the stuff that you've had to endure. So it makes a lot of sense what you've been saying.
1: (laughs) Yes. So um, I was born and raised in a Christian home, um, had a very wonderful upbringing and was really wrestling out my faith. It was not my own. And about the age of 19, I was really just struggling because I had done things that I swore I'd never do. I was feeling numb. I was feeling broken. Um, And it was at that point in my life that I was in a boating accident. Um, And this was in 2004. And I ended up having severe hemorrhaging on my brain, over a half an inch of a blood clot covering the whole right side of my brain. And I was airlifted, underwent extensive brain surgery, was not supposed to wake up. I did wake up, wasn't supposed to recognize anybody. I immediately recognized my family, went through round-the-clock seizures. I was on breathing machines, cannot even tell you all that I endured with five plates and 25 screws holding my skull together. I was evaluated. I was supposed to go to a brain rehab facility for a minimum of three months, had to relearn how to walk, had to relearn how to feed myself, had to relearn how to read, all of these different things, and went home 10 days after my accident is medically unexplainable. Obviously, Holy we know the explanation. Smoke. Yes, we know the explanation. With God, He is the final say on all statistics. And my family just really, you know, that verse, He will keep you in perfect peace, whose mind is steadfast upon him. Every new statistic that my parents, and my family got, they applied the scripture to. And right. we just we were bound and determined that I was not gonna be another statistic of a head injury. And even though it has definitely been a hard healing journey for me, because it has shifted me, when you face death, it leaves a mark on you. I've had to really overcome um, a lot of different things with nose and ear bleeds. I can tell you when it's going to rain or snow because of the pressure points. Wow. Um, because of the injury, um, I, have, I only produced 3% serotonin in my brain. So I've had to just work through the emotional of high anxiety, high depression through that. Had to mm-hmm. do hyperbaric chamber treatments. And then after my accident, I had full-blown memories resurface of sexual abuse as a child. Oh my so goodness. I'm healing wow. from a brain trauma and then have all these – you're supposed to have memory loss – But the Lord actually brought things to the surface that I had suppressed so far and I needed deliverance from and I needed to heal from. So I walked through that. Um, It it gave me a lot of answers to I'd struggled with anorexia and bulimia. I'd struggled with trichostillinoma, which is pulling just high anxiety, high anger, high emotionalism. I was textbook for a sexual abuse victim but had no recollection of it. Fast forward, met my husband. We were paired together in a wedding, moved up here. I didn't know if I'd be able to have children because of all I went through. And we had, (laughs) we have five children, but our first children were naturally conceived identical triplets.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness.
1: (laughs) So talk about becoming parents overnight and growing up quickly.
0: (laughs) Holy moly. (laughs) That had to be an experience well beyond anything I can imagine trying to yeah. take it. Well, you had to play zone at that point. You know, you couldn't play right. one on one. <laughs>
1: we were outnumbered from day one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So oh it's goodness. been challenging, but it's also been rewarding. Um, the Lord called me a couple of years ago to homeschool. I tell people, I feel like I've lost a little bit more of myself with each kid in a good way. Because yeah. um, when we get our minds off ourselves... And on to helping others, that's when we can truly be used for the kingdom.
0: Oh, God bless you, KSV. <laughs> uh, you know, when you told me that story, I, I love the amplification of the story now, though, because you kind of skimped over some things before. And uh, that, boy, wow. Uh, you know, we've had some pretty uh, remarkable stories, but I think yours is probably right up there with the top ones, you know, that <laughs> I've ever you. heard and the miracle of the healing. Oh my goodness. That's unbelievable. Yes. So during that whole period of time, how long of a period of time was it before you got every, you got functionality back and all that kind of stuff?
1: Um, I had to go back right into college to keep my scholarship. And I remember, I just have like a memory of struggling And rereading the pages over and over, and it just like was not computing. Um, I can also remember something I struggled with was I would think I had said something or voiced a a sentence or a question, and I hadn't said it. So I would say um, six months to a year. Um, I really like it heightens all of your senses when you go through something like that. So my right eardrum had been ruptured um, from just the, the whole accident and everything like that. So, um, my heightened sense of everything, I was really sensitive to noises, um, lights oh, yeah. and just big crowds and all of that. So I would say a half of, half of a year to a year. And then when I was starting to feel normal again is when I had all these memories resurface. So wow. it was, he, I feel like God had me on a fast track growth. He, he needed me to, yep. um, to get my story out there so sometimes we kind of buck this system of i don't want to go through this i don't want to go through this it's painful um change can bring growth in a really painful way so a lot of times yes. we we avoid we try to avoid that but the truth is there's something really beautiful to be found in that growing yeah it really is if we simply embrace it and say okay what do i need to learn here what is my lesson And then you take what you've learned and you apply it to every area of your life to helping other people. I'm proud to welcome Inbound Studio as a sponsor of Faith Marketplace. Marshall Mullet, the owner, has a mission to help businesses be more efficient and effective in getting results from their marketing technology. With their vast experience, Inbound Studio builds websites using inbound marketing methodology that provides a beautiful visitor experience that has them coming back for more. As a result, the company has evolved to be a premier provider of web technology services in the Midwest. I encourage you to check
0: them out at www.inboundstudio.com. When, when did you first sense that God was calling you in to do the book and to tell the story and help other people? What was that all about?
1: So I've always been a singer. I was actually oh, okay. offered a, a label deal in New York um, I have written and produced my own songs. So I always was comfortable performing and on the stage. I never knew I was a public speaker though. And then I think it was four months after my accident. So we ended up having to shave my whole head. It had my hair just started to grow back. That I was um approached by a local pageant director and asked to um compete in it. And I was like. Well, I've never done something like this, but my mom said, you know, it would be a great way to get your story out there. Now I had done throughout high school, I was the first to graduate under the Academy of Entrepreneurship. I got number one first place in Future Business Leaders of America, a job interview for the state of Florida, went to nationals, placed, I think it was sixth or eighth in the nation. Um, So I had done public speaking like that and was comfortable but I went up in this this competition, and I literally won. It was shocking. So I then had a lot of training of speaking locally, and then uh-huh. went to compete in Miss Florida for Miss America. Had more experiences speaking locally. So I started speaking um, publicly um, eighteen, almost twenty years ago. Oh wow! And okay. Have spoken across the United States at conferences, events, churches, ministries, um, different things like that. Just trying to bring hope that you can overcome, you can overcome. And then this past year, it's really kind of amazing. Mm. I had started dabbling on writing here and there, but being a mom of triplets at first, and then (laughs) we have two more now. um, My life is insanely busy But then last September, so just a year ago, like literally the Lord woke me up and said, it's time. It's time to release your book. The way my publisher was brought to me was literally brought on my, like fell on my lap and no joke, started working on finishing my book, edits, everything, and was done and released in December. There's no other explanation. People have asked me, did you have a ghostwriter? Not at all. I don't have a journalist degree. I have the Holy Spirit helping me. And I literally tried to be as raw, real, and vulnerable as I could be on these pages to paint a descriptive picture of what I've gone through and how I can offer hope. Because every time I've spoken, Bob, people are like, okay, where's the book? I finally have the book (laughs) and I'm working on number two right now.
0: So That's great. That is awesome. Now, is that out there on Amazon? How can people get that?
1: Yes. Um, I Can I Have I Will, Blooming Through Life's Greatest Tragedies. It's available on Amazon. I'm real excited. I recorded the audio. So now it's available in Kindle and audio. It's available at Barnes and Noble and um, pretty much anywhere that books are sold. So just Google Cassidy Glow Novak, I Can I Have I Will on Amazon yeah. and you can pick up whatever version you would like,
0: um, <laughs> or more than one,
1: it. get the Kindle, get the audio so you can listen to it while driving, cleaning, whatever you need. <laughs>
0: well, let, let's talk a little bit about the audience that you really is an ideal audience for you that you yeah. feel you can touch, you can help, you know, there's things that you can provide to them other, you know, obviously your story, but the encouragement. So what does that audience look like that you want to reach out to?
1: You know, I don't think I have a certain age demographic because nobody has ever done growing until they take their last breath. Um, We are constantly (laughs) given opportunities to become offended. (laughs) And we are constantly given opportunities to learn forgiveness and to walk that out. So even though I have a great platform for those who have been abused um, in restoring healthy relationships, what healthy boundaries look like, my husband and I have also faced numerous things in our marriage. He is—he speaks as well. He wrote in my book, um, we walk through addiction and, and infidelity in our marriage. So we really love to come along other couples that are really struggling and try to help them, um, point them to Christ, point them to see their their spouse through God's eyes with God's love. So I would say my target audience is anybody who needs to heal and forgive anybody who needs to learn their value because our value is not determined by somebody else's inability to see our worth.
0: Yep. You bet. So it's,
1: it's, I'd say my target audience is for those who want to do more. They want to heal. They want to find freedom from depression and anxiety and just the effects that the way down effects that life has on us. If we don't get out of that rut and pick ourselves up to become the person that we were created to be.
0: Right. Now, I'm would i I'm just guessing, but what's the response been from people that you have uh, spoken at audiences? I'm sure people pull you to the side. What are some of the most common things that are said to you?
1: Um, I might get emotional, sorry. I think um, the biggest blessing for me has been that people, because I'm willing to publicly share my shortcomings and my faults. I never want to be a person who is up here and they think, oh, I could never be used because I can't be like that. I want to be so raw, so real, and um, just transparent to others that we don't have to get it together to be used. He wants to use us in our mess. So because I've been very transparent, I've had people come up to me and they've shared with me their deepest, darkest secrets and challenges of they have gone through abuse or they had an abortion they never told anybody about. And just to have people willing to share that and find freedom with getting all of that out, I think that has been the biggest um, amazing part of speaking is to be able to help people say it out loud. right? Because so often we keep it inside and when we hold it inside and we isolate – then we can't find freedom and healing. We need community. We need each other to help right. each other. And so I'd say that's the biggest common ground of people sharing things that they've held in. Um, I haven't had too much negative feedback, which is great. I know it's going to come because clearly right. I'm going to need to work in that and grow in that area too. Right. But for right. most part, people are just blown away that um, in my 39 years, I've faced everything I have um, and that I'm still smiling. <laughs>
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I got a curiosity question of the audience. How much, what's the split male, female?
1: Um, I would say the majority of people ask me to speak at women's conferences. So that is why I'm trying to really, um, my husband actually, I just got off the phone. Hopefully he's going to be sharing at a men's gathering in Alabama um, while I share at the women. And then we usually come together and speak together. So it's less of a male ratio but i clearly want to say this in our book my husband has written specifically to men so okay. our my book is not geared just for women he literally talks about how men are more busy now than they've ever been and they're more lonely than they've ever been right. and that men need each other they need accountability and stuff so right
0: yeah well there's a lot being, being the said question. Huh? Yeah. Did that answer the question okay? Yeah, it does because, you know, again, there's a lot going on with men and, you know, in a lot yes. of insecurities and a lot of things are going Absolutely. on, particularly with younger males. Absolutely. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled to hear your, your husband is addressing some of this stuff also. Yes, sir. Uh, because uh, young men, you know, are are in a tough spot today, you know, we talk, I
1: mean, we talk about the issues, Bob, that most people steer from. We talk very openly, honestly, about pornography and just Mm -hmm. the, um, unbelievable devastating effects it has on men's lives. And we even give a lot of secular statistics of what it does to you and your future relationships and work and everything. So we dive head on into so many topics that, People in ministry avoid because they don't want to, right? you know, ruffle any feathers. But our, our thing is you bring light to the darkness and watch people be delivered.
0: Yeah, exactly. And to your point, because it's being he- held, you know, shuffled under a carpet or being mm-hmm. held under a blanket— Uh, And it's rampant
1: in society. It's uh, just the the statistics of men and women. Over 50% of women now struggle with this because we have social media bombarding us every day of comparison, comparison, comparison. This is how I need to look or present myself to be considered desirable. It's just flat out lies. The lust of the flesh is never satisfied and comparison is a thief of joy.
0: Well, God bless you. I, I think it's great. I didn't realize your husband was also speaking with you and had a part yes, of the book. Sir. So yes, sir. God bless that, man. That's great news. Sure. Um, what do you think makes what you do unique?
1: I think the fact that we can cover so many topics and issues. Um, usually in a a speaking profile for motivation, you have something like you've overcome this or you were born with a disability, But in our ministry, in our market, we have dealing with addiction. We have dealing with abuse. We have dealing with anxiety and mental illness and depression. We have also overcoming um, a brain injury and healing in that. So I think the fact that we can target so many specific things is what sets us apart from the others.
0: Yeah, absolutely, because oftentimes speakers are kind of one-dimensional or they're Skewed yes. towards a certain audience. And, I always uh, have to
1: ask when I'm, when I'm called and asked to speak somewhere. I don't know who's referred me. So I'm always like, well, which platform are we working on here? Because <laughs> <laughs> there's so many things we could cover.
0: <laughs> are you looking for ways to increase your business? Are you hungry for business relationships that matter, that helps you grow personally, professionally, and spiritually? Well, welcome to G7 Networking with Purpose, where we form relationships that lead to quality referrals and life transformation. Experience networking with others of like mind and spirit via monthly meetings that follow a powerful format that invites interaction and connection. Immerse yourself in the proprietary G7 app, sharing leads, prayer requests, and increased visibility with the entire G7 network. Chapters are forming now in the Chicagoland area and around the U.S. So please visit g7networking.com for details and search for a chapter near you. G7 is looking for well-connected leaders to, of integrity and purpose, looking for what's next. If this sounds like you, please reach out to us via website. Again, g7networking.com, or if you're interested here in Chicago, Just text me at 847 922 1498. Again, Bob Lambert, text me at 847 922 1498. Getting all the speaking engagements that you want, or are you you really? No, I
1: want more because God didn't let me come through this to just keep it for us and a few others. We want to share. Anywhere we're willing to travel, um, okay. and not just at churches and ministries, that's great, but conferences, motivational speaking. So, yes, we are always looking for more opportunities to share interviews to get hope out there that there is healing available for you.
0: Well, I had to ask that question because you got five children you're taking care of too. So, yes. <laughs> you are very busy. With- <laughs> Plus, you homeschool. They right? are.
1: You know, God is number one, my husband's number two, my children are number three, and my ministry is number four. But okay. we travel and they, you know, my husband plays guitar and sings and we've had the kids get up there and sing and do a worship song or two with us. So I love
0: it. We you're, bring you're, them homeschool, in it to, you're homeschooling your kids also, right?
1: Yes, so we can do yeah. it on the road and anywhere we need to go.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. That is so cool. Um, <laughs> now, I know that... <clears throat> One of the things that we like to know from a background standpoint, and I'm sure the audience does too, uh, did you ever, have, did you have professional mentors? Did you have people that inspired you? And if so, yeah. uh, what advice did they did they give you, and that you learned something, and then you imply you app you applied it.
1: So I have been blessed with a lot of really great mentors, Um, but the one I would like to focus on, I actually um, wrote about her in my book, is Miss R. She was um, my high school business teacher, and she was the one that got me into the academy and entrepreneurship. She um, actually um, had me be uh, one of the who's who among American high school students, and she had no idea what I was walking through in my life of just such insecurities. Wow. And she took me under her wing and she challenged me to go after every single thing that was a little bit out of my comfort zone. She challenged me to learn how to present myself in a professional manner to be taken seriously as a woman in the business world. She challenged me to never settle for anything less than what my dreams were for myself. And Miss R also challenged me to just take on the market that you have and not stop there, to always be improving on your craft, to always be um, just furthering your market, furthering where you go and never stop growing. So I think she was probably my biggest mentor in shaping who I am in my professional life today was my, and she's still in my life. Now she basically treats my kids like her grandchildren. I see her every year and she, she cries and says, I'm just so proud. (laughs) <laughs> so she was a huge, I had never, I never knew I wanted to do business and be a professional until Massar came into my life.
0: Wow. That's a great story because I don't know in how many young people can say that one of their teachers was the inspiration for them yes. or that was a mentor or kept them guidelines. You know, uh, I know that I've heard those stories from people have been on here that have said, you know, something close to that, a teacher or somebody that, you know, uh, was a, it was a great influence in her life. But uh, uh, yeah, and that's great, you know, that a, a high school teacher took that kind of interest, saw that nice. raw material that you had. And really, I love the other part you said, they the challenged you to live, get outside your comfort zone. I think Absolutely. too much is going on right now. These kids are cocooned and they're not really Absolutely. given the ability to get out and deal with the real world and a lot of other things. And I don't want to go off on a tangent about that. But, uh, <laughs> no, I'm right there day. with
1: you. I feel like um, our brains in this society now, in this generation coming up, are so overstimulated by right. always being on a phone or a tablet or a computer that our brains never rest. And that's why they have so much anxiety and they literally don't know how to carry in a conversation. Yeah. like what we're having right now. So I think that that's crucial and important that she took me under her wing and was like, no, it's actually good to be scared.
0: It's good yeah. to
1: be challenged. It, it's it good sure to is. be uncomfortable because that means you're growing and you're pushing yourself, you know?
0: Boy, you said a mouthful there. Uh, so, um, <laughs> you know, it's obvious some of the things that you've already shared with us, but I'd I, I like to ask you this because you're, you're dealing kind of in a um, – personal way of what you're doing in the, in your speaking engagements and everything, but it is a business. Okay. And yeah. so, um, and, and you deal with people in your life that have businesses or are in business or working for somebody or the case might be, um, how do you provide hope for those folks that are pace, facing challenges that are challenges? I mean, you face some big challenges, but those are mm-hmm. maybe different kind of challenges or maybe they're not so different, but, um, I'm just curious. In the workplace. What, yeah. In the workplace. What, okay. What you, um,
1: I think the number one thing that I would offer as hope to people in the business world is that, uh, first of all, boundaries, like hmm. I'd mentioned earlier, your work cannot be <laughs> your identity. Um, right. that next promotion can't be your identity. Um, your kids are with you for such a short, brief time that God entails like he puts them in your hand for just right. a brief time and then they're going to be grown and gone. Um, your spouse, you need to date your spouse because the kids will be grown and gone. And then you don't want to have forgotten each other. But first and foremost, you need to keep God at the center because if we're not in tuned with God, then we're not going to be knowing the correct steps to take and have that peace to proceed or hear that doubt to pull back, I have a doubt. I've got a little trigger. Don't do it. You know, so balance in the workplace. Don't let work be number one. That's yep. not me saying to not not go out there and give it all you have. You absolutely need to walk in character and integrity when nobody else is around that you're doing the right thing, the ethical thing, but you need to keep it in balance and order. And then the second thing I would think I would want to share with people in the business place is healthy boundaries with toxic work relationships?
0: Mm. What about
1: a situation where you have been passed over for a job promotion or something that you knew you should have had? You had done all the work. What if um, you have a coworker or even a boss that has spread false lies about you that are not real? That is when I would challenge people that you need to forgive, you need to emplace healthy boundaries, that um, that does not at all change who you are. It does not at all take away your worth and value. If somebody else hasn't seen it, don't let them ruin your day.
0: Yeah. Know who you yeah, are. and One of the things that, that occurs to me is that, um, you know, what you're bringing to the party here in my, in my vision, in my view of it is, uh, it's great for people, personal lives, telling your story, how you overcame all this stuff. But I gotta believe there is a real green field there for you with businesses because I don't think it's talked enough about, and it's now becoming a lot more culture. But bringing your whole self to work, okay, that's your faith, that's your family, that's everything, and being able to have, uh, be in a safe space that that's okay because we hear so much anger, you know. uh, agonistic kind of conversations and a lot of other stuff that goes on judgment big time now, yeah. you know, Oh, you're that. So I'm, you know, mm-hmm. so it would seem to me, uh, Cassidy, that you and your husband could bring some light into a pretty dark area, particularly the workplace, you know, mm-hmm. with your story, but you, you just clipped off two big things. I think that people need or, or to have about, that needs to be addressed.
1: Yes. How about talking about your yeah. mental health? Right. Those who are struggling with anxiety or depression and they yeah. literally don't know how to process it, that's when people snap. Yep, It's when they internalize so much. You can only – even the people who are not overreactionary, they can only hold it in so long. And yeah. that's when you have huge explosions and involve everybody in the office because things haven't been dealt with in a timely, healthy manner.
0: Yeah. The other thing message too, because I've been very entrepreneurial all my career. I worked for, you know, one of the biggest uh, uh, corporations in the world uh, when I started my career, the biggest in the food industry in the world. And um, but when I stepped out into entrepreneurialism and stepped out into a whole bigger world out here, you know, um, that's when I really grew because, man, (laughs) I had to get my eyes open real quick. And, you know, what I'm really excited about, entrepreneurialism is raising, you went to school for that. There's a lot of, it would seem to me that your story could be told in those contexts also for Absolutely. people who have got very small business or whatever, because, yeah. you know, to your point, those boundaries, it's all consuming, when you're in a really and i yes. know it because i you know my family has suffered my mar- uh, marriage suffered mm-hmm. because of it uh, there's yeah. so i understand that part and i think that's a big huge message that you're that you're saying here that people have to get up one of the most powerful words that was ever given to me was the word no <laughs>
1: oh yeah <laughs> i struggle with that one a lot <laughs> yeah i'm trying uh, to i'm a people pleaser
0: story. i know i know yes. you and i'm sure you're approval a
1: addiction too. it's a thing <laughs>
0: <laughs> and i i'm coaching a young man right now that i've given him that uh you know given them as a challenge uh you know we yeah. talk about that a lot the and his life, no. a lot yes. <laughs> his life is getting yes. a lot better his life is getting a lot better
1: yep you gotta and sometimes it's baby steps you gotta start with something really small yeah no and then you're like oh my gosh i feel freed
0: <laughs> yeah and the world's not going to fall because. Nobody's going to respect your boundaries if you don't respect them yourself.
1: Oh yes, you know? and everybody is going to take and take and take from us whatever yep. we're willing to give. Okay. So hey, well listen, what's
0: uh what words of wisdom now that you've lived all this life and all these other things you've done? What words of wisdom would you give to a younger person today if you were to do it all over again?
1: Oh my gosh, I would think to not let your emotions dictate anything because our emotions and our feelings are fickle and ever-changing. Sleep on it. Don't allow what you're feeling in the moment to in any way deter an important decision that you have to make. Does that make sense? And also to not let somebody else's You know, kids and young people can be so naive because they just don't – they might not have empathy. They might not have walked in certain shoes or had certain experiences in life. So a lot of times they're just kind of naive with what they say. They have no filter. They're not even thinking about the consequences of that. Don't let what somebody else says about you ruin your day and determine who you are. Because they, if they truly knew you, they would know you're not those things. And you don't need to prove yourself and you don't need to prove your value or anything else to anybody else. That's been my biggest thing is I've always felt like nobody defended me. So I would try to defend myself. Let God fight the battles for you. There you go. And there let you go. your the fruit of who you are and your character be the final say of who you are and how you handle you know, a and
0: It's hard to let go of that when you're a young person, you know, not oh, being my judged gosh. by others and try to live up to standards that yes. society's put on us and all those kind of things. And it's it's a tough one, you know, for most young people to do. But yes, I know when I look back in that, my life and what yes. what I have changed or what, what advice would advice, what I've given to myself, and that would be uh, basically use what God gave you: two ears and one mouth. <laughs> listen more than I speak, you know. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, hey, well, listen. What's interesting, cool, and funny about Cassidy that nobody else knows? Obviously, listeners, nobody knows you anyway. So,
1: right. Um. Well. I, something I didn't put down that is kind of unique is I got my first horse at five and my first broken arm at five, and I've had five <laughs> broken arms <laughs> <laughs> because I've been very active. I'm a daredevil and all these other things, so much so that I absolutely loved going skydiving at age 19. So Oh,
0: wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, Cassie, this has been terrific. Let's let people know how they can get a hold of you. So, what's yes, the best way to four. get a hold of you?
1: Um, I have my information. I'm on Instagram, on Amazon. My email is Cassidy, C A S S I D Y, glow, G L O, novak, N O V A K, at gmail.com. And okay. that is a great place to contact me for speaking engagements, to talk to me, to get to know more. I also have a professional website um, that I will. Hand to you to put on this. As well.
0: Yeah, we'll put it on. We'll put it on the uh, in the notes there for people to see when uh, this airs. So yeah. I can't thank you much uh, enough, Cassidy, for uh, coming on board here today. I knew it was going to be a great interview, just with the background and your enthusiasm, you're, you're just your zest for life, uh, folks. <laughs> if you can see the smile on this one's face, it would light up, you know, a city. It is just amazing, and mm-hmm. uh, the fact that she has these five wonderful children. A husband that loves her and cares about her, but she puts God number one. That is just you know nothing else matters after that, right? Every well everything matters, but having having being centered on God and understanding what He's got for us because He's always right. has the best for us. We just have to mm-hmm. And the trials and the tribulations are going to come, right? He never promised us anything, right? But the fact right. of the matter is that He's always there. He always be. One last thing I would share too is. You never know, just like what happened. You right. never know what's going to happen. You know, we're here for a mist, mm-hmm. uh, but just to know that if you're living a God-centered life, you know, that things are going to come and go. You're going to get through this. Oftentimes I laugh about things I got all worked up about just to know that, God took care of it. You know, yes. now the other part that's been challenging and having me be patient that it's not going to happen in my timing. It happens. Oh, it is. That's <laughs> such a difficult one for sure. Yeah. <laughs> the well, listen, waiting game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, again, thank you, Case Cassidy. Hey folks, just stay tuned for us. We'll be back again here in a couple of weeks and posting uh, out there on faithmarketplace.com. We're on LinkedIn, Facebook. Uh, Instagram, I don't know what else we're on. Uh, Our our producer here, Olivia, takes care of all that stuff. I just happen to be, I'm the guy that sits in the, sits to be able to have these great conversations. I love it. Also, you know, we've got this little button on the website that says donate. And that's how this ministry lives. or keeps alive and do the kind of things we're doing. So appreciate it. I know we're going to the holidays, but if you have anything left over before you go spend all your money on Christmas gifts and Thanksgiving <laughs> or anything else, uh, we appreciate anything, any kind of a gift at all to, to keep our ministry going. We'll see you on the next episode.